Okay, thank you. Danny's not singing. He's putting away the mic. Another time. Matthew chapter 7. Why don't you go ahead and find that. Good evening. Good to uh, be with you for a midweek. Um, kind said, are, are you... Curtis said to me as we were leaving, he said, are you going to bring the fire tonight? And I said, it's Wednesday night, more like a fireside chat, I think is probably, probably what we'll have. You know, I know what it's like on a Wednesday night. People are often a little weary and, and I understand that. In Thailand, we do Friday night and the night is different, but the people are the same. It's uh, everybody comes about the same way. And uh, sometimes you feel like you're pushing a rock up a hill, but uh, we uh, still see the value in meeting. Curtis and I got in uh, about a week ago and we're leaving uh, tomorrow. Just uh, had to come back to attend to a few things. And uh, then we need, so tomorrow we, we head back to Thailand and uh, we have a lot ahead of us uh, up there. I heard you had a good missions conference. That was uh, encouraging to hear. Uh, focusing on uh, world missions and also uh, the need locally. And uh, I believe when you focus on missions, you're tuning in uh, to the heart of God. Uh, I, I feel a little bit, um, I, I don't know, dismayed might be too strong, but, but I often look around and it seems that so many of the Lord's people have sort of lost their way. They haven't lost their salvation, but I think they've lost their way. And uh, what does that? Uh, the batterings of life, um, disappointments, uh, hurts, um, sometimes uh, questions about ourselves, uh, the state of the world. The world is not getting better. It's getting uh, it's uh, getting much worse, and all of those things uh, are affecting the Lord's people. Part of it, I think, it is we have uh, many sheep and few shepherds. And so the voices that once led us are very diminished now and we don't have the same, um, not in the same abundance that we had before. I, I, some of you knew uh, Brother Randy Pike who went home to heaven uh, just recently. That was, uh, that was uh, you know, it always touches me when somebody I knew who's been faithful for the Lord uh, goes on to heaven and there have been, and particularly uh, people who were here uh, I think about Brother Pike, um, I think about uh, Brother Blake, Pastor Blake uh, in heaven. Uh, I went to the uh, Pinaroo Lawn Cemetery here yesterday. I, I do that periodically just to uh, remind myself of some things and uh, was reminded Brother Sid Hunter's grave is there and I paused there for a moment and just reflected on uh, his faithfulness and he's gone and I came across the grave of George and Joan Francis. Uh, and uh, that was, uh, again, just uh, paused there for a little while and a thought about people God has used. But those people are all in heaven now. Uh, but we remain. And uh, we've got to, by the grace of God, fulfill the part that he has for us and uh, fin finish, finish the race. We, I think we need to encourage each other as much as we can because there's so many sources of discouragement uh, around us. Anyway, Matthew 7, uh, I just, uh, just have a few thoughts. This is very much just a devotional and uh, try to keep it so to not be lengthy, 
conscious of the evening. Uh, verse number 15 through to verse number 20 is what I want to read. And uh, then I'll just uh, point out a few things that uh, I hope might be helpful in some way. Verse 15, Jesus said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Uh, this is an important passage and uh, to, to, to meditate on. I, I think more than ever, uh, God's people need to return to some of the things that we perhaps dismissed as being basics and uh, things that we sort of all assumed or that we already knew already. And, uh, and I wonder sometimes if we have let some of these things go by and the evidence I think of that is that when we are making decisions about our life or, or sometimes even commenting about things or, or revealing the way we think about things, we often reveal that we're kind of out of step with, with the patterns and the principles that Jesus gave us to be able to work things out. And, uh, and this principle is important because he's teaching you how you can identify that which is of God and that which isn't. Now, you, 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 you might uh, think, well, I, 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 uh, wouldn't I know that? Well, he, he did say uh, in verse number 15, uh, he said, uh, false prophets, and notice this, he said, which come to you. So it's probably going to cross your path at some point, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now that's the lead up to what he's going to talk about fruit. And what he's saying is, uh, on occasions, uh, you'll be faced with a situation where something looks one way on the outside, uh, but inside it's different, it's not that way. And, and he's going to explain, well, well, how, well, then how can you know? All right, he, he didn't say, well, he, examine the sheep's clothing more intricately. Try to work out, is it a costume? You know, you know uh, try to work out, is he really a wolf? He said that the externals look okay, they look pretty good. He said, but inwardly, uh, these that he's referring to are ravening wolves. And, and that word ravening alludes to the idea of selfishly wanting something, uh, having a, a selfish desire for something of themselves. And uh, so he said, you're not going to work it out by looking at the externals. Uh, the appearance of it is what I mean. That's not going to be immediately obvious, uh, obvious. So he gives here a uh, criteria of, uh, of the matter of fruit, how you can know. Uh, is, this, is, this good, is this a good tree or is this not a good tree? All right. And this is really the only criteria 
you should be evaluating somebody by. All right, you, 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 somebody is not a bad tree or a wolf if they have a personality you don't like. All right, because there'll be some people you don't like their personality. That doesn't mean anything. Or, uh, or, or there might be somebody who, uh, who has a particular farming technique. They do it a bit different way. And uh, you say, well, I would never do it that way. Um, that of itself would be no reason to dismiss somebody uh, as being uh, evil. Uh, there's, a, there's another criteria that you're supposed to use. We live in a day where there is a rev, uh, revising going on of everything historical. We, it's a, a, we live in a revisionist day. And, and the idea of revision, at least the way it's being played out, is to keep saying to us, you know, you thought this about this person or you thought this about this situation, uh, but none of that was true. None of what you thought was really true. And, uh, and uh, so let's revise it so you question everything that ever was. And there's just danger with that because there are so many voices, it's hard to know sometimes what is true. You know, it's just hard to know. There's, there's, there's you know, I, I remember a particular... A ministry leader, a, a well-known name, somebody you'd know, uh, or, or, or some of you would know the name for sure. Uh, and uh, and I remember uh, people telling me through the years, you know, uh, this person is not good, and and they do this and they do that, and they're not good. And I didn't know who they were, and I never did cross their path, and and and, and but I just sort of took on board that they're not good. And I, I didn't hate them and I didn't obsess about it. I didn't really think about it too much. But it had lodged in my psyche that, you know, I'd heard enough times that, that this person wasn't really a, a good person. And then uh, I remember getting over to uh, America and uh, beginning to preach in certain places. And, and uh, I, kept, I kept meeting good people who were doing good things for God, uh, who had a burden to reach the lost, who had a passion for the missions, uh, the mission field and the work of reaching others in other places for Christ, people who believed the Bible. And these people I was coming across uh, had, had come uh, out of the uh, circle of that particular gentleman. Now, he wasn't alive anymore. And some of you might be thinking who I'm referring to, but you actually be wrong. I'm referring to somebody else. But, uh, but he's not alive anymore. And, uh, and coming across that, here's what that made me do. It's, I, I remember stopping and thinking, okay, Wayne, stop. These are good people doing good things. There's good fruit here. Okay, you, you never met the tree, but this, this question is now settled. Because, because good fruit like this cannot come from a corrupt tree. And, and even though I've never seen the tree, I've seen the fruit. And, and so that settled that issue for me. And, and I, I never met the person and I, and I don't need to and they're in heaven. But I'm just saying that there's a, there's a danger in, in presuming things or hearing things or even revising your own history. You know, it, it's a terrible thing when somebody says to you, you know that person you liked and you thought they were this? Actually, they were none of that. Uh, they, they were this and that and that. And so in, in the conflict of those kind of voices, how do you resolve the question of 
well, you know, is this person a good person or not? Who, and, and when we say good, we're not saying without fault, uh, but, but what do you do? So these principles were given for that reason. And that's why you've got to base your thinking on the Bible and not your own thinking. And that's, that's why when you, when you make decisions about things or when you decide how you're going to feel about something, even if you never verbalise that to anybody else, you need to judge your own heart and judge your own thinking by biblical principles. And so this one is very important. So I'll just give you a few thoughts and then we're done. Number one, uh, God's trees that he's speaking of here are supposed to be fruit trees and not flower trees. All right? And, there's, and, and I, I say that to say what God is interested in is fruit. Okay? The spiritual fruit, the winning of souls to Christ, deeply matters to God. More than you would know. It, it, it deeply matters to him. And there are a lot of things that matter to us that don't matter to God. There are a lot of peripherals that are not worthy of the elevation that we are giving them. Uh, and, and they can serve as a distraction. So, so the tree that God's interested in is, is a fruit tree. It talks about fruit. Well, look, a flower tree looks, looks more beautiful on the externals than does a fruit tree. But God is not interested merely in the appearance of something. What he's interested in is the substance of it. What, what does it produce? And by the way, when your life gets boiled down to its uh, beginning level, its fundamental level of what you were at the judgment seat of Christ, what will be examined will be your works and what remains. And, and there, there's just so many other things in our life that that are part of life now, but they will not matter or count for anything at the judgment seat of Christ. And when we lose our way, typically we get off the pathway of what matters to God and get distracted <clears throat> about things that deeply matter to us. And sometimes they're just polar opposites. And God would say, you, you, look, you're, getting, you're using all your mental energy, you're using a lot of your life, you're chasing after things that will have no eternal value. And, uh, and, you know, sure, you're living life, but you're not really walking in step with me here. So God is interested in fruit. God is interested in fruit in your life. Fruit, if you have a for fruit in what you do. Uh, winning people to Christ, spiritual fruit, uh, uh, the manifestation of the, of the Holy Spirit within, evidencing itself externally in a, in a fruit in your life. That's what God cares about. There are a lot of other things that, that won't matter. You know, when I left Australia and went to another culture, everything changes. The only thing that doesn't change are the things that God said. Everybody has an eternal soul. Everybody's a sinner. Everybody only has one hope of heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. Everybody has the same basic needs, but all the, the appearance of things is very different. People dress different. People look different. People behave different. People express things in different ways. And it's very, very different, but, but all of that are externals that don't matter. 
So, so what God is interested in is that we be fruitful. And if you love the Lord, pray that you might be fruitful for him. I know people have sat in church and have never won a single person to Christ. That ought to trouble you. You ought to be disturbed about that. You ought to say, you know, this sort of doesn't feel right. Now, you, 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 you may be part of a process. You, you may sow a seed and other may water. We're not, it doesn't matter if you're not the actual one who prays the prayer with somebody who gets saved. Very often, when I win somebody to Christ, I've met them, I've spent time with them, I've talked with them, I've given the gospel. When they're ready to pray, I'll say, Joe, will you sit down and pray with this person? We're not talking about notches in a gun here. God, God, God can work it out. But I'm saying, if there's no fruit, you should be concerned. Uh, not, not, not concerned, you're not, you're not saved. I, I would hope you would be saved. But just concerned that maybe you're not living for the things you ought to live for. You know, it's a shame to waste a good life like yours on you. When, when you really were made for something far higher than that. It's a, it's a shame to waste what God has put in you already on you when there's so much more you can do with that. So, so fruitfulness matters to God. It's not about flowers, it's fruit trees. The second thing, the presence of good fruit should settle any question about the tree. All right, so, so, so how does that help you, Brother Shemish? It helps me to not have to revise the history of things, to not, to, to, if, I can, if there's good fruit, that's an, that answers the question about the tree. All right, so, so he says in verse number uh, 16, you shall know them by their fruits. All right, do you know why he said that? Because the previous verse says they may look like something they're not. So you would say, well, how can I know? You will know them by their fruits. You will know yourself by your fruits. All right, he said, you'll know them by their fruits. Uh, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Now, you know, uh, people listening to that who would have eaten grapes fairly regularly, I guess if they could have, everybody would have known when they saw a grape what, what, where grapes come from. You know, they, they would have visualised, yeah, they're grapes, you get them from the vines and we see them, we know. Okay, he said, all right, then that's unmistakable what that is. He, he said, you don't, you don't go out to the, the thorny bush, the barry bush that has nothing but, but thorns and, and you didn't get your grapes from there. No, Lord, we didn't get our grapes from there. He said, all right. So, 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 so if the fruit is there, then that identifies the tree. Okay, after a while, when you see the fruit, you should automatically be able to visualise what is the tree. Are you listening? Okay, there's good fruit here. Well, I don't know where it is, but this has come from a good tree. Well, it's not, it's not a good tree. No, no, if the fruit is good, it's a good tree. Okay, I don't even have to meet the tree. The principle doesn't change. It's the same. Yeah, but, but Brother Shemish, you might not get on with that tree. That would not matter that much. I don't, I, I'm, it's nothing, personalities, the way you do things, your particular style. You know what I want? I just want God to use you. And I'm not the master, he is, 
and I'm not the reward giver, he is, and I'm not your boss, I'm a fellow labourer, and, and I'm trying to work for Jesus. And you know what? We are running a race, but we're not running against each other. Everyone who finishes wins. And you just run your race. And, and, and you finish, you get a prize. That's all you have to do. And we're not trying to outrun anybody else. Look, there, there, there are many who will run faster and better and wiser and, and, and it's stronger than I ever will. But I want to finish. And, and he said, if the, fruit, if the fruit is there, the presence of good fruit, that should settle the matter uh, of the tree. So what we do, we examine the fruit, not the tree, because the fruit will tell you about the tree. Are you listening? Our focus tends to be on trees rather than fruit. In fact, if a tree looks good to us, it might be fruitless, but we'll still say it's good. All right, but God doesn't say it's good. I'm saying we get out of step with God. We do what comes natural to us. And, and we look at things sometimes in a, uh, a way that is quite contrary to how we were told. So what you want to do is before you make a judgment about something, look at the fruit. All right, I, I, I have some views about the direction of the... Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore, the new evangelical, the charismatic, I don't even know what to call it anymore, the hills, I don't know what to call it. It's just sort of, it's a bit of everything. But I have some views based about that. But my views are not based, my, my opinions or thoughts about that are not based on what musical instruments do they have on the stage. That's not how I base my thoughts. And my thoughts are not based on what songs do they sing. My thoughts are based on what kind of fruit does it produce. All right, that's all I'm looking at. Is, is there good and lasting fruit here? And if there's good and lasting fruit, I'm going to be quiet. And if there's not, I'm going to say to people, don't follow that pattern because it doesn't produce good and lasting fruit. All right, it, it, may, it may look good, it may have a certain appeal, but if it fails the fruit test, it fails the Jesus test. So that's, that's what you need to be looking at, is to look at the fruit more than the tree. Because the trees will vary. And they'll vary even depending when you look at it. Yeah, you know, which leads me to my next thought, is don't judge a tree based on a season. Because trees can look very different in different seasons. And sometimes you'll come across somebody and they're in a particular season of life, but that's not the whole story of that tree. You might say, well, it doesn't, doesn't look real good now. Well, it's the season. They're in, they're in a certain season. And God, God is not judging the tree based on the season. He's, ba he's judging the tree based on, is it a fruitful tree? So be careful about determining the, the goodness of somebody or otherwise based on a particular season of their life. And sometimes that's a, that, that would be a good reason why we should withhold our judgment. Because unlike God, we don't see everything. And it's hard for us to evaluate it all. And it's just really easy sometimes to just not have an opinion. But, you know, we're Aussies. We have an opinion about everything. You know, ask me. And, uh, you know, we, we, can, we can talk. We go, we go, I can tell you about everything, you know. And, and if I don't know, well, I'm sure I'll have something to say about it. So, you know, it doesn't matter. But, but that's the danger, is then we carry that over to our Christianity 
And it's the same thing. We're gobbing off about everybody. And, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we hear scuttlebutt about someone and we're gobbing off about that. A wise and godly person would firstly control their mouth and their own heart. And it's okay to say, well, I don't know. But I do know I need to be busy for God. And, and, and I do know the Lord would not have me to be distracted with this thing when there's so much that needs to be done for him. And be really careful about things that pull you off the road of Christ. And suddenly your priorities have changed and, and, and you know, you, you, you get torn away. Get, get, stay with what God cares about. You know what you should care about? What God cares about. What matters to him must matter to us. It must. You can't love Jesus and not love what Jesus loves. So, so be careful about judgments about a tree in a season. You know, I, 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 uh, I've, met, I've met some people in my life who I, I thought I'd never meet again. You know, last week, Ross Ormerod turned up in Thailand. Here he is. I wasn't there. I got called away. But here he is sitting in Nakhon Sawan. And I'm thinking, isn't it strange, the twists and turns of life? Who would have thought? And, uh, and uh, sitting in church with his, uh, with his Thai wife. And, and I, you know, I'm glad to see that. I'm just, I'm just glad over the years I've purposed to withhold my judgment on things and not judge people, but understand that people can be in seasons. And uh, God does that for you. Sometimes God will come to you and he'll say, I, I know this is not the real you. I know you, you, you've lost your way. But, but I know you. And, and I know you love me. I know you do. And, and I, want, I want you to come back. I want you to get back. I mean, the Lord is extremely merciful toward us. And aren't you glad for that? I mean, and, and does anybody understand you like Jesus? The answer is no. Nobody understands you like him. So, so be really careful about making a judgment in a, in a season. I remember I, when I first became the pastor here of the church, within the first month, I think we lost a third of the church. I mean, it wasn't that many, but, but, it, but it was still significant, you know. And, and you know, it, it looked, but, okay, it was a season. But then there was a different season came after that. And just, just be careful about that. Be careful about judging. I've talked about the importance of fruit in your own life. John 15, 8, herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. If Jesus was sitting with you right now, on you, he was on one chair and you were on another and he, and he tapped you on the shoulder and he said, listen, I, I want to tell you something. In this way is how you glorify God. Bear much fruit. If, I mean, I mean that's 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 how he said it. It was just it was just that way. And and if he would say to you, it's in that way that you will show you you my disciple. You got it, Wayne. Mm. Fruit. Mm. Fruit. Mm.
And that's, that's what matters. That's what matters to the Lord. Is, and that's what ought to be our prayer. God, help me to be fruitful. Help, help me to be fruitful. I've seen some trees that look like they were done bearing and they weren't done bearing. It just, just, they were just in a season. And it, and, it, and it came out again. Had a macadamia nut tree like that. I thought the thing was gone. Tried everything. I was going to cut it down. I tried everything. Somebody said to me, get a piece of wood and beat it up. And that causes them to... And I, Anyway, eventually it did come back. <laughs> All right. Number five, let's move to finish. You've got to stay planted somewhere if you're going to be fruitful. All right? You, you, you can't take any plant or any tree and just keep pulling it out of its roots and expect it to be fruitful. You can't do that. Talking of uh, Judah, some of you know the verse, 2 Kings 19.30. It says, The house of Judah shall yet again take root downward and bear fruit upward. And to bear fruit for God, it takes time. And you've got to be planted somewhere to give that time. Uh, nothing, nothing, no, no, no tree, if you just keep moving it all the time, is going to be able to bear the fruit that it needs to be. So, you know, find a place, your place, God's place. Find something somewhere and put your roots down. And uh, you say, but, you know, this ground's a little bit stony. It's stony everywhere. There ain't any place with perfect soil. But put your roots down somewhere. Just, just decide somewhere, this is where God has me. And, uh, and just, let it, just, just put your roots down and just stay at it. <clears throat> and if you'll just do that, fruit will come. It'll just come. But you can't keep uprooting yourself all the time. Most times when we uproot ourselves, it's not God, it's us. It's us, you know, we, we do it. But just, just hang on and put your roots down and stay. You know, I say to our Thai people, I, I, I say, stay in the boat. Just stay in the boat. And I said, if you'll stay in the boat, you'll get to the other side. You know, I, I get it that you're in a storm. Stay in the boat. Don't jump out. I get it. There's waves splashing over the... I get it. Stay in the boat. And now they say it. Stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. They tell me, just stay in the boat. Uh, and if you just anchor somewhere, you've got to put your roots down. And then let me just finish the fireside chat with this. Don't resent the pruning that happens in life sometimes. Don't, don't, don't get... You know, you, you know what we do? We, we, we have in our minds the kind of trials that we might face. And we don't want any of them, but there's a certain amount that would be acceptable. And then something comes completely unexpected. I wasn't thinking about it. And, and it becomes just very wounding and very distressing. And, and you say, you, you, you sound like you understand this. I do. And, and a, a, a trial can come and, and you can just you know, really get knocked for a six. And it really what it is, it's just, it's just God is working in the circumstances and he's working in you. And there's a pruning process that can take place. And no one enjoys that. No one enjoys a time like that. I don't think a tree would enjoy that. But it's, sometimes it's part of what God does to cause us to be further fruitful. You know, I, I'd like a life that was pain-free 
but I haven't had one. I haven't had one. I'd like a place where there wasn't problems all the time, but I don't know where that place is. Because the reality in this world, there are a lot of hurts and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of disappointments and people fail you and you fail yourself and stuff happens and there's a hundred reasons why you might get assailed in this life. Don't resent if God uses those things to soften you and to, to teach you and to cause you to rely on him a bit more. Just, just the pruning happens sometimes, but God is, allows that for the purpose of fruitfulness. John 15, 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Did you see that? He's not purging the ones that have no fruit. He said the ones that are fruitful, he purges it that they will bring forth even more fruit. I don't know how many times I thought I was done at God's school. I thought I'd graduated. You know, God, really, I thought when I finished my years of ministry here, I'd sort of graduated. I thought I'd been through a lifetime of challenges, pain, torments and everything else. You know, you don't graduate in God's school. What you do do is this. It says that the just shall live by faith. Here's what you do. You go from faith to faith. And you get through one, one work of faith and God said you did really well. You got through that. Let's grow you again. You're going to get better. And you go through the next thing and the next thing. And it's ongoing. It's just, it's ongoing. And it doesn't get easier. That's why heaven is called our rest. Earth is never called our rest. I don't feel rested. This place is driving me nuts. I'm ready to go. I hope Jesus comes tonight. I, 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 there's nothing here to anchor me. I'm ready. I'm ready. But until he comes, I want to keep going. And, 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 and I understand that with that will come new things, but God who was faithful before will be faithful again. God who got you through before when you thought you were not going to get through will get you through again when you think you're not going to get through because he'll never leave you or forsake you and because there's nothing that can separate you from his love. And so the pruning happens sometimes, but it's unto fruitfulness. All right, that's all I have for you tonight. I hope that somewhere along the way in something you know, you just got a little something from the Lord that might help you. And I would say to you, you know, be careful when you're judging things to not be judged. Just look at the fruit. And if the fruit is there, just be quiet. You don't need to say anything more about it. Uh, leave it in the Lord's hands. Uh, but if there's evil fruit there, well, that might be a warning to be careful. All right, Danny's going to come. I think we have no prayer time tonight. Pastor, you can dismiss uh, as Pastor told you.